kicking off hour number two in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios Fan Run Radio. It is three now. Maui Ahuna. Boy, that would be a, just a gut kick. Yeah, and unfortunately in the world of college athletics that we live in nowadays, mm. it's something you have to actually kind of keep on the back burner. You can't just act like it's not a possibility. If they were hopeful to hear something on Friday, surely we should hear something this week about the length of this. I mean, it's not technically a suspension, at least not publicly. It's just an ineligibility issue. Someone sent me a message that said maybe some news this morning or possible early afternoon regarding Maui Ahuna. That'd be good. Like soon? Like like right now? I mean, just sometime today. Oh. The not knowing, like... It's the worst part. It's almost better to have bad news and know about it than to have to go about your day as if bad news might be looming around the corner. Well, it's just weird, right? I mean, we're this far into the season. What? what it's six games? No. Three, five, no, three, three eight. Eight games, yeah. And so he's missed eight games. If you'd have told us at the beginning of the season, hey, he's going to miss 18 games, it's like, okay, whatever. If you find out today that he's going to miss another 10, okay, whatever. But it's this whole, what are you going to do, NCAA? Are you going to do anything? Is like I, it, it just makes no sense. It's not fair to Maui, for sure. Now we have our coach suspending himself, and that still may or may not be enough in the eyes of the NCAA. One thing that really I think sucks. we just we just want the answer like whatever it is like I'm with you good news or bad news just give me the news so we know and like the thing that sucks now is the longer he is not eligible let's say he comes back start a conference play well then you got Malia Huna who's not played baseball in a while you know he's been on campus but he's not gotten any game action and I know they do like summer leagues and stuff like that yeah, but yeah. you know he sat for a while not played any real meaningful baseball, I guess, like outside of scrimmages and practice and Vitello all that. did say he's been a monster at practice, like doing all the right things, extra, you know, well, extra good, fielding, extra hitting. You still got to take into consideration that, let's say he comes back for the Missouri series. You go Missouri A&M out of the gate in conference play, I believe. A&M's good. Missouri's decent. But you're going to have to deal with kind of a maybe a little rusty Maui Ahuna just, you know, getting back into like, you know, meaningful game flow, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Which isn't fair to him. No, it's. I mean, do you think there's a chance he would shut it down? It feels like if baseball seems like a sport where you just continue to play. It's not a super high injury risk sport. But I get what Roberto's saying was, you know, you play these midweek games and these, you know, non-SEC games to kind of build the stats. So at the end of the year, wow, look at all these home runs. Naturally, most of them are hit. Out of conference, but I I don't know I don't know enough about Maui Ahuna to say is this a I mean I guess he has to play though to collect on NIL doesn't he? Isn't that I mean I guess technically no because it's not a pay to play but if you never step foot on the field in uniform, like I that's that's a question for some attorneys who draw up NIL stuff because I just don't know. Feels like though if he gets eligible. And Tony gets back whenever, however. It feels like they would want to both be out there. Yeah. 
I, I don't know. Maybe I could be wrong. This feels like a situation, though, where you would want to – I mean, you saw Tony and how he supported Maui by essentially suspending himself. I, I mentioned it in the first hour. Like I, From what I heard, that was Tony throwing his hands up at the NCAA saying, look, let the kid play, get this over with, I'll take the hit, but let's speed this up. Let's get this kid out on the field. And so hopefully if your coach would do that for you, you would continue to play for your yeah. coach once you're eligible in a situation like this. Uh, you mentioned Texas A&M being good. They did drop some this weekend, didn't they? I believe so. Uh, yeah, they lost two out of three to Portland. Yes. Uh, they also lost to Lamar on their Tuesday midweek game. They what, are lost- they, what are they ranked right now? Because weren't they ranked pretty high? Ooh, that's a good question. I guess the new D1 baseball and all that will drop today, right? Yeah. Let's see here. I everyone's changed their website, so I don't I don't know at this point. But no, I think they were picked to be okay. But that's not a very good start to uh to the season for AM. No. So how long of a suspension would you voluntarily take for Tony Vitello if it meant to get Maui Ahuna? At what point do you say, Okay, at this point it's more important to get Vitello back? Than it is Ahuna. Where would you draw that line? You have ten ten games. Ten games before conference play. Starts. Would you take all at home? Would you take those ten for him to be suspended if you get him back for SEC play? Yeah, yeah. I, I would say all right, Tony. We'll see you. We'll see you in Missouri when you make that trip to Missouri. But until then, if that means I mean, I'd get- hate it, but I think I would too. Just to just to have it done before conference play starts. Yeah. Anything I think like, considering the type of team you have, yeah, you can get away with it. Yeah. Having like the, I mean, you have veteran pitchers and and Anderson is a and just Anderson a and pitcher whisperer. Be a good, I mean, Elander's had some practice. At this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's the one good thing about Tony getting suspended before is Elander not exactly a uh, a newbie when it comes to having to step in and fill in for. A suspended head coach. And then, obviously, Anderson, the best pitching coach in America. You do have to worry about Easily. getting fired up. But. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he gets a little fired up and gets tossed. We're, we're down two coaches now. Who's our guy down there on first base? Why are you asking me these questions? You, you, I don't even have a name. You, you ne- yeah, you never hear anything about that guy. Uh, let's see. Skinny dude. So you got Richard, Richard Jackson? Jackson? Maybe yeah. Or Ricky. Oh no, it's Ricky Martinez. Is who Ricky you're Martinez. About. Yeah. Oh, that guy. Uh, he looks cool. <laughs> he looks cool. Luke Tatted guy, up. The Luke guy. Is he always standing next to Vitello? In the dugout. Yeah, yeah. I think that's him. Gosh. Yeah, I think you need Vitello going to the conference play though. If they came out today and said it's an additional ten games, though, that's such a, that's so disappointing. Hopefully, it won't be that many. I just, I don't I know. Think of the bump it would give you if you got Maui back and your coach back going into yeah. the hardest conference in America. Well, the hope is if Tony gets 10 games, then Maui can play immediately. Which would be awesome. Or you get Maui back before. Who knows? I mean, Do we have a midweek game this week? Yes. Yeah. Who is it against? Uh, Charleston Southern, I believe. Okay, because yeah. obviously you got Gonzaga rolling the town this weekend. Uh, they but lost. You said they got blown out, right? Yeah, they played at Grand Canyon. They lost game one, 
thirteen to four and lost game two seventeen to sixteen. What a game! <laughs> Not much pitching over there. And then they lost to Ohio State eight to two, and then their next game will be them traveling to Lindsey Nelson Stadium, of course. Uh, Charleston Southern tomorrow at four thirty, and then again Wednesday at four. Then the Gonzaga series kicks off Friday night, 6.30, 6 p.m. Saturday, and 1 p.m. on Sunday. I hate being in this situation. Man, it's just, I don't know, like, it just feels good when Tony's in the dugout. It's just, it's weird when he's not there. He has become such a star. And you, like, that feels very unusual for a baseball coach. But him being there, like I don't know, when I'm watching the game, like it, it matters to me. When they flash to him and he's, you know, ripping some ump to shreds or cheering on the guys, like I don't know, I feel like he, he brings such a good energy from his coaching position that when he's not there, I and the team played well this weekend. Like I'm not that, that's not a knock on Elander or or Anderson or the guys. I thought the team had good energy. I thought they were in good spirits. I just I don't know if, if we had to lose him for ten more games. If that's what it's going to take to get this put behind us and that puts it all the way behind us, yeah, I think I'd take it. Charleston Southern has played Florida. That was their opening series. How'd that go? Lost 13-3, 16-2, Okay. So you're telling me we should take care of business. Yeah, Callum's already sent in the the preview for Charleston Southern. Mm -hmm. Saw that. I'll bookmark that. That'll come in handy. Do you want to do that today or do you want to do that tomorrow? Your call, man. What time is the Arkansas game tomorrow? Is it the late game tomorrow night? Ugh, put me on the spot. Well, you just did that to me, so. Yeah, but, I mean, at least that wasn't. Yeah, it is tomorrow night. That was nine, an nine o'clock. The first base coach is an easier question than what time the basketball team plays tomorrow? Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, really nine o'clock. We'll, we'll tread on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You, I knew it was tomorrow. I'm just asking, is it 7 or 9? Yeah, when you had a 50-50 shot. You're asking me to pull names out of thin air. <laughs> 9 o'clock tomorrow, Thompson Bowling Arena or ESPN2 for senior night. And I have no idea who we're going to celebrate as seniors and who may or may not come back. <sighs> Speaking of, I guess if we are can... lucky, there's... Uh, no, nah, I ain't going there, actually. Never mind. Be nice. Be kind. You know, you're gonna. I've watched more baseball this weekend than basketball. Well, I would hope so. I mean, there was only two hours of basketball. There was nine plus of baseball. Yeah, but when you break it down in like a percentage based, probably watched a greater percentage of the baseball games than I did the basketball game. How much of the basketball game did you watch? You know, we do have to talk about that at some point. Are, do you feel like you are equipped and knowledgeable of the game to discuss it? Yeah. I don't know. It feels. I will admit, though, it feels like this team. When you talk about them at this point in the season, it's more conceptual than it is X's and O's and what we did because we're all kind of, you know, we've we've seen the potential and we've seen the um, lack thereof with this basketball team. We'll continue hour two and uh, talk a little ball hoops next.
the velvet tones of Adam Hickman during the break. Banger alert. Uh, Tennessee 85, South Carolina 45. Yay. What did you say? Come again? 85 points from the ball? That's right, 85. 47 in the second half, and they only gave up 19 after the break. This is actually, this is actually pretty significant, because normally... In games where we have our big scoring half, we give up more points than we do in our better defensive half. So Chris, to go it was South Carolina, uh, they beat Kentucky at Rupp. Uh, yeah. They almost beat Alabama two nights ago. Well, two nights ago from when the game was Wednesday night. This is where we take off. This is where we launch. <laughs> Josiah Jordan James, the linchpin. Balls are back. Nah, he'll go. About three of Take 17 man. from the field tomorrow. Well, he didn't do that against South Carolina. He came off the bench, got 21 minutes. A nice, yeah, you know, nice nice 21 minutes. Don't want don't to push him too hard. But in those 21 minutes, he drops 18 points. He wasn't as active on the glass as he normally is. He only grabbed two rebounds. Did have an assist. No turnovers, no fouls, no blocks, no steals. 7-11 from the field. I'm not saying every game, but doesn't it feel if if this team can shoot ten of twenty three from three, we're going to win a lot more ball games than we lose. Well, when we're not shooting, what did we shoot the other? Day? Did we try like thirty four threes or something like that against Kentucky? I realized we were down big, and so you got to take a bunch to get back in it. But it, it seems like if we fall in love with a three point shot and it's not going down, like this is a game to me where if you're shooting ten of twenty three, why didn't you take thirty of them? Why didn't you take thirty-five? You're you're actually hitting them. You're winning the game. You can afford to take some some questionable shots, but I, I do feel like that's kind of our number. Like twenty to twenty-five threes, hit you know eight to twelve of them, and that's kind of this team's wheelhouse. Especially when you're going to shoot fifty-eight percent from the floor, uh, thirty-six of sixty-two. Tennessee ten of twenty-three from three. Just a free throw fest in this one. Balls go three of six from the line. South Carolina three of seven. Well, look at the total. There weren't many fouls at all. No, there weren't. I think the most important part is Josiah. He looked fresh. He looked well rested. He looked like he had a lot of energy, and it reflected in a shot. Now he's had a three month vacation almost. I don't but. think it would be a vacation. I'm sure he's had to work out and rehab and practice and all that. But not surprising that he would make the comeback against South Carolina and look pretty good, seeing he's, he is from South Carolina. Of course, so is Julian Phillips, and I expected him to play at least once in our last two games, and we haven't seen him yet. Are we not Maybe not press the panic button, but are we starting to worry a little bit more about Phillips? Uh. I mean, when they said hip flexor, I'm thinking a couple of games. He's been out, what, now five? Five games? Starting to get a little nervous about Julian Phillips. I mean, I, I realize he hasn't been the offensive juggernaut, but he had, he does add. I, I can't remember the stat, but we're like thirty points better per one hundred possessions on defense when he's in the game. I mean, he's he's a difference maker defensively. Uh, Olivia Kumwa gives you ten on five of ten shooting. Did you see what Plavić did, Hickman? Uh, he looked good. He didn't miss a shot. I'd say he looked pretty good. I'd say not missing a shot. Pretty good. Vescovy, one of nine from three. That's not very good. The hot or cold streaks from him continue. 
only seven points. Uh, Ziegler, two turnovers, but he did have 11 assists. Hitman, was it you that posted that stat of Ziegler in the top three in assist rate? And then that something like, or maybe it was Billy posted, if he has a positive assist to turnover ratio, we're something like seven and one. I know what in you're league play, about, yeah. it, it's it. Basically, you can tell if we're going to win a game or not if uh, Zakai Ziegler is passing the ball and you know racking up assists. Like assist to turnover rate for him seems to be his biggest stat, regardless of how well he shoots it. He did shoot it pretty well. I thought he took smart shots against South Carolina. He was five of seven from the floor, three of four from three. That's you know thirteen points. Like that's a stat line I can live with, especially when you're racking up eleven assists. I know it is South Carolina. They're not very good, but that's kind of been our problem this year as we play the not quote unquote not very good teams and we don't look the way we should. This at least felt like a game where, especially in the second half, you came out, you put your foot down, and you throttled a team that you're much, much better than. Yeah, so since SEC play, including Texas, the Vols are seven and one when ZZ records at least eight assists. In those eight games, ZZ has seventy six assists to seventeen turnovers. In the games where he has five or less assists, the Vols are two and three, and he has 17 assists to 17 turnovers. Courtesy of Billy Statch. Billy Statch. Is Jemai Meshack going to be a problem? Uh, I'm happy for that kid. I am too. That, I mean, that's. He, he's shown out in some games where everybody else sucked the past couple of weeks. True, so, true. So it's good to see him have a meaningful performance in a game that you won. Uh, Meshack finished with 14 points, six rebounds, and two assists. I mean, he's your second leading scorer. He took two threes. He made them both. That feels like a deadly combination. His defense, and you get any scoring. Yeah. I mean, sign me up for that. BJ Edwards gets 10 full minutes of action. Nifty reverse layup. Got a rebound, no turnovers. What do we, uh, is it, like, is the light bulb starting to come on for him, or was that just he had to play because Key was out? Key apparently rolls his ankle in practice on Friday, unable to go in this one. You don't think it's because we're up by, you know, 40 most? I feel like he came in in the first half, though, didn't he? He did, but he didn't play much, I don't think, very long. I mean, I'm sure he got more minutes, but it's just, you got to admit, it's weird when we didn't play him at all against some really bad yeah. teams, and now I realize again we had a big lead, but we had we had big leads early in the year, and he didn't sniff the floor, even he in the final two minutes. Yeah. How about Isaiah Sulak, Knoxville kid, one for one from three, off the bench, stone cold killer. It wasn't a three. Are you sure? Yeah, he got fouled and made the free throw. That's uh, why he has three points. I had quit watching by that time. When did you quit watching this game? Uh, probably about three minutes to go in the second half. Three minutes to go? Yeah. That's right when he got in. Well, then maybe it was four minutes. He's, I don't know. He's reading the box score. I do hate that I got to – I did. I got, I miss seeing Big Diesel get in. Is that your nickname for Colin Coyne? Yeah, that kid's awesome. Big Diesel? Yep. Did you coin that yourself? Yeah. Why is he called Big Diesel? I don't know. It's Does funny. he look like Kevin Nash? No, but he's he is white, and he's tall. 
and he's also big, and he looks like he can't really move, but he can get off the floor. I like the knee brace look, though. Yeah. It's, a, it's a throwback look for him. I think he wears it well. Uh, okay, guys, two regular season games left for Tennessee basketball. Oh. Well, Hickman, you're always saying, just give me to the postseason. That's, just give me to the postseason. The start of March, right? I, I thought oh, you were going to ask if we were going to go 2-0 down the stretch, so that's why I kind of said that. Well, are we? No. I don't think so either. I think you'll beat Auburn. Hot take, but. So you think we lose tomorrow and then win at Auburn? Arkansas, I, I don't like the Arkansas matchup for us. They got big, strong physical guards. I think for ZZ that might be a little bit of a problem, like it was against Kentucky the two times he played them. I mean, let's be real. Like Auburn's bad. Yeah, but we don't play well down there, do we? No, not historically. No, not really. I, I know. I mean, I think the toughest part about that game will be the environment. I mean, Auburn. I guess it kind of depends on where they're at. I mean, they're nineteen and ten. Who do they have they before they got, play us? Uh, they play out. Alabama. They get beat by 30 by Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky housed them. Uh, they are at Alabama Wednesday. Oh. Them playing us might come down to if they get in the tournament or not. That's what I'm wondering. I was trying to gauge like what that environment might be like. If if they if they beat Alabama, that place will probably be a madhouse. Now, if Bama were to somehow throttle them, maybe you don't get quite as rowdy of an environment. Uh, let's see here. Tennessee, an 84% chance of victory against Arkansas, according to the BPI. Uh, 72% at Auburn. So, according to the BPI, which I don't know where we sit with the BPI. I think we've canceled it before, and it's uh, been a benefit at times. But I don't necessarily think you can trust the BPI. If they split... Are you feeling the exact same way you feel about this team? Like, oh, well, yep, that's just who they are. If they were to win both, do you start to get a little more confident? No. What if they look really good? What if they win both of these games by 15-plus? Is there anything that can happen before the SEC tournament, or even during the SEC tournament? Is there anything that can happen before March Madness that's going to make you think, you know what, this team has figured it out? They are putting it together. I mean, if you want me to feel good going into March, the only thing that would make me be careful get to that here. Point be careful. Would be if Brandon Miller got kicked off the team and Kansas and Texas and all those other teams just canceled their season, then I'd feel good going into. You March. know, we beat all three of those teams that you just brought up. I don't care about winning the battle for Atlantis Crest. I'm just saying, you you just said the only thing that would make me feel better is if the three teams we've already beat. Canceled their season. We have beat those and teams. And Baylor and Purdue. You said Elite Eight or bust at the beginning of the season. Where are you at now? Praying we get to the Sweet 16. Okay. Because that's what it will take, divine intervention. <laughs> to make a Sweet 16? Yes, Crest, yes. Aren't you shocked we won by 40 on Saturday? Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought we went comfortably, but I didn't think we'd go I bananas mean, in the second half like we did. Yeah. But know. that's that's kind of the problem with this team is you. we've said this for a long time. Would you never do? know what you're going to get on a game-to-game basis. What did it do for you? Like, did it do anything? To no, no, no. No. Mm-mm. It was nice to see Josiah out there doing what he's capable of doing. But like nice Hickman to hear said, from Bear, too, this morning. Oh, what did he say? Number one fan. What did he say? Uh... 
I can't repeat it on air. Uh, yeah. What was he talking Did, about? Uh, basketball? Yeah, basketball, which mm-hmm. is funny. but It's funny. Yeah. Mm. He must have said something. Now Hickman probably said something, so Bear had to call in and chew him out for it. Yeah, I mean, he's still struggling with the fact that I was right. Cocaine bear called it. <laughs> yeah, cocaine bear. We'll take a break. Come back, continue hour number two. Eight six five five four six eighty two hundred. If you want to join us on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines, we go back there now to get Matthew's call. Matthew, good morning, sir. Hey, how are you doing, guys? Happy Monday, happy Victory Monday. How are we feeling? Hey, it was a four and zero weekend. Feeling good. Feeling good. Got and, all um, the kinks ironed out. We're gonna roll into the postseason ready to go. We got Josiah hot as a pistol. ZZ making plays. Plovzic can't miss. I mean, how can you not be excited about this basketball team? <laughs> well, Adam, how can you not be excited about this team? A bad offensive night's always lurking around the corner, Matthew. That's what we do. We we beat good teams with and without Josiah. We lose to crap teams with and without Josiah. It's just what this team does. Now, I'm, I'm not. You could you could get hot in the NCAA tournament and come out maybe. If you if you absolutely craft the bed in the SEC tournament, I would actually feel really good because that means you're probably going to bounce back for a game or two in the NCAA tournament. I've seen the latest uh, round of 68 that kind of shows you where your projections and they're, you know, they're all worth nothing. But I did not like our cut. They gave us Yale. We had they ended up being the three seed. You would play Yale, and then you'd play the winner of Arkansas or Pittsburgh. And I got PTSD of Pittsburgh, you know, just with how we absolutely stole their soul in football this year. Yeah, we were talking about that this morning, Matthew. Correct me if I'm wrong. That Arkansas matchup in round two cannot happen, though, right? I don't think so either, but that's why I was very confused when I saw it on, on Twitter like that. So, I mean, right. it could, I don't know what metric they were using or what data they were using, but I don't. Yeah, it just it wouldn't be it wouldn't be possible. But honestly, I would not. I would welcome the Texas Sweet Sixteen in that in that scenario. Just hypothetically, I think if you were going to play a two seed of the two seeds offered, they had Texas. I believe Arizona was on that cup. I believe Baylor was on that cup, and I forget who the fourth was. But essentially, I think Texas is the weakest of those two seeds on the, on the, on the table. If you're being hypothetical. It just scares me when you might potentially play a really talented team again that you've already beaten and having to play them for the second time in a winner go home. Those always scare me. Uh, good news is, I mean. Well, the problem with that is you've played a lot of teams that you could potentially match up with in the second and Sweet 16 rounds. And I'm, I'm with you, Matthew. That Yale matchup would be uh, kind of be like a Colgate matchup from when we had Grant and Admiral and they faced off with those guys in round one. Uh, it'll be uh, sitting there maybe with a little bit of a nervous sweat going on in round one. There's nothing that I want, I fear more 
in death, taxes, and, a, and, a, and five white guys on a court at one time. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, listen, man. guys, Houston, I was thinking about our question that we asked uh, last week, and, you know, with the whole hypothetical, would these guys come back? Would you want to recruit them back? And I think I, I want to give you my answer. So I think Olivia, or I think Uros Plazovic has played his part, his part at Tennessee, and I think they're probably just going to move on. I think you let him finish his career somewhere else or his extra year. But I think Santiago Vescovi, with you know how he plays, I think he can make a lot of money overseas. I think he'll take that opportunity and do it. But I do think you recruit back Josiah. I think if you get a healthy Josiah, as you saw on Saturday, even though he wasn't fully healthy, you saw that he's capable when this team um, needs that spark off the bench. That, that was the I best 21 minutes he's played all season. Absolutely. And now, I granted, South Carolina, again, I, we, we've said it a bunch, they're not very good, but if he can give you 18 and 21 minutes, you'll sign up for that every single time. Absolutely. And, and here's the thing. I don't – Bear was making a good point. I don't know if you're going to get a healthy Josiah back, but even an 80%, a 75% Josiah, just with how this team plays through – through through, just he is that oil that keeps the machine going. I just – like, Barnes loves these older players. He loves those kids that are just juniors, seniors, and have been in his system for a while. And so next year you're going to rely on a, a much, hopefully, a better Sakai Ziegler. You're going to bring in somebody from the guard position, that point guard, who's going to need to help, you know, coach him up. And then you're going to have guys like Cade Phillips and Freddie Dillion. So, like, you're going to have a lot of youth on this team that you're going to need guys like Josiah to be that leader next year. And so I just personally would recruit him back. That's just my take. And the final person I'll think about is just Adams is going to probably disagree with this, but I think you got to bring back Kamwa. I think you got to bring him back just before the post position will be at next year with Toby Awaka, Jonas Do. Like those are good players, but still youthful. That you want to have that senior veteran on that team to kind of coach them up still. And that's just my two cents. Um, the last thing I'll say is I apologize for any positivity trains that call in this week. Thanks, guys, and go balls. <laughs> The uh, the precursor, preemptive apology. That well, he said Kumwa, and both of you guys shook your head. Okay, like I, I would yeah. be okay with Kumwa coming back. Like, he's not Anthony Davis, but the guy's pretty damn good. Uh, he's averaging like nine a game or something. If JP Estrella is good as advertised, he should he should take over the starting big man role next year, and you should play just small ball around him. Well, how big's Philip or that other Cade or whatever? His name uh, Philip. I think Phillips will actually be. I think he'll be a long project for Rick Barnes in Tennessee. Uh, he got bumped down to a three star. He's been hurt. Because if you bring Josiah back, he could play the four. You got Julian Phillips possibly coming back. He gets bigger. He could play the four. I think Phillips will be back. I, I think that's almost one hundred percent certain at this point. I mean, Walker can play the four if you need a bigger guy. I mean, I think you got options there. If Come on, averaging 11. 11. He's I, your third leading scorer. Ideally, your starting lineup next year would be transfer point transfer point guard. What about DeLeon? I feel like he's going to play more of the 2-3. So, transfer point guard. Because uh, you think B.J. Do we think B.J. Edwards is gone? I don't think he's gone. I don't, I don't know if he'll be to the level you want him to be at next year, though. I mean, we've seen nothing this year to make you think he would be. He's kind of just up in the air at this so point. So you'd rather bring somebody in so Ziegler comes off the bench. Yeah, I mean, if you can, better off the bench. if you can get a Yuri Collins, 
somebody like that. I mean, I don't think Gary Collins, I think he's going to the draft probably. But, I mean, just go out there. He does have one more year left. He though, does. Right? Yeah. But, like, how does that work if you had to back off of the kid? Yeah, I don't know. Tampering? It's like a year. Like, we a took year a year later. off, and now we can go get him again? Yeah, like, I don't know. I, I don't know how that would work. But, ideally, you get a point guard in the portal. You start Freddie at the two, Julian at the three, Josiah at the four. And if Estrella is as good as advertised, he's your five. He's your big. And you just play small ball. Then, of course, Zakai coming off the bench as your sixth man. Uh, hopefully you see something out of B.J. Edwards. He takes a big step forward. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. a lot of depth, that's for sure. I mean, yeah, how and good the depth is. I'm ready to see what uh, DJ Jefferson can do. Yeah. He's explosive. He's explosive. I mean, but. Who knows if he can shoot. <laughs> it's just funny that he's red shirting and he's, you know, apparently was pretty banged up at the beginning of the season, but you see him out there in warm ups and it's like. Wow. Well, the guy can jump. Yeah, well, he can, but Quay Parker could jump too, so. So going back to the. I was just stunned that both of you immediately just shook off. Come on, like a bad pitch signal. If you have him, cool. It's it's a it's an experienced body out there, but so you're you're pro. Yeah. Back. Oh yeah. I think he's taking a big step this year. I'd like to see him with one more. I'd want him back, I guess. I mean, if I had to choose one out of all those, I mean, how many guys are we gonna have on the fence? I guess. Yeah, I did see. Obviously, they're all gonna go through the. Uh, senior night festivities tonight, and then it's up to them on if they want to kind of come back and have the return year. Uh, but I did see they did an interview with him talking about his legacy at Tennessee and what it's like to play here. So it appears that he's likely gone. Uh, probably a guy that's going to play overseas also. But I would, uh, I 100% would sign up for Come to come back if he wanted to. Does Barnes have to have that conversation with the guys going into the season to know who? Oh yeah, he needs a recruit. Mm-hmm. Just- well, I don't think if they stay, I don't think they count against you. I think they all get that one kind of free year. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think you'd want a eighteen deep bench either. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's that's where you'd have to kind of manage the roster. I mean, that's one of the things that Barnes does a lot differently from, say, Musselman. Mm-hmm. Musselman typically he finds it's like eight, it's like seven or eight guys, and those are the like that's the rotation. It's going to be these these seven, eight, maybe nine guys. Whereas Barnes will play. You know, a couple different platoons, and you'll play 10 11. But I don't, with all the talent you have on the roster that isn't playing this year and the talent coming in, I mean, like you said, kind of blessing in the curse. Loaded bench, a lot of depth. But my biggest fear with Rick Barnes every year is the rotation. And if you have that many guys that you're trying to get minutes to, I just, it feels to me like there's a more likelihood of kind of messing up rotations and giving games, struggling to find the right rotation, taking longer in games to kind of adjust to the right lineup against other teams. So, yeah, it's like you'd love to have all that depth, but, man, there's only so many minutes that can go around. You know? Yeah, if Kamal would be okay with being the eighth or ninth guy off the bench, I'd take him for another year. You did I hear me just say he's back. your third leading scorer. So be it, like. We were all excited he, when he, was he doesn't the move the needle at all for me. Okay. When he's flying through the air catching alley oop dunks, just does nothing for you. Like he shows he shows flashes of greatness, and then he takes four games off, and then he has a decent game, and then he takes five games off, and then he has a Texas game where you're like, oh, maybe if he can do that more consistently, mm-hmm. or even a lesser version of that, but. 
it, we know what he is at this point. Like he he's not going to take any big step forward. He's not going to take a step back. He's he just is what he is. I think you're probably right, but we don't know that. He could come back and be your best player. Again, I'm not saying if that's he's your I, best player next year, then just go ahead and pack it up. Hit the button, you jerk. You're falling into the trap. You're what? doing the thing. Oh, well, the guys that I have never seen play basketball have to be better than the guys who I've seen play all year. Estrella is what Kumwa wants to be. Estrella is a sharp shooting big. That's what Kumwa thinks he is. Yeah, but Kumwa can actually bang around in the post. Can Estrella? I'm yeah. not, I, I don't know. I mean, I know he's tall, but can he defend? Can he take bumps? Can he finish? Like I, I don't can think he jump? we should ever ask ourselves, can a guy defend when they're coming out of high school? Because that's one thing Rick Barnes – that'll always just take care of itself with the way Rick Barnes coaches. Not necessarily. Like, if you can't defend, you don't play. Like, that that's why it's taken a lot of guys way longer than it should have to get onto the court. Because uh, they don't they don't defend well in practice. Which we, I, I is, But we I, have guys who can defend lights out, but, oh, they can't score. They can't throw it in the ocean. Like, it's one or the other with Rick Barnes. I don't know. Mayshack's coming along pretty good for a guy who we thought could not score at all. That's two double-digit games in his last, what, three, three or four? Yeah. He also dropped 13 earlier this year against Alcorn State. I'm not counting that one. Uh, I still hold my breath whenever he puts the ball on the floor. but I don't think he's got bad handles. Well, one day he's going to dunk it on somebody. Oh, yeah. And like, it's going to be just thunder and lightning. But Thunder and lightning. He always tries Ooh. to finesse them when he goes up, and, but – just slam it. Yeah, he did that against Bama when uh, he got the charge called on him, which it shouldn't have been a charge. The guy's heel was in the restricted area. But it, I, I just wonder if he takes off with the idea of, I am going to dunk this ball through your face if he's able to finish that at the rim. Because I agree with you. I think he gets a little finesse. It's almost like It seems like he has confidence, but maybe not quite going to the rim. Which, actually, I would say that about – I mean – even Josiah's layup this weekend. Did you guys notice that? Looks like he's going to take off and dunk it, and then he just kind of lightly lays it up and falls over. It's like we just, I don't know if we don't practice that, but we don't attack the rim with authority unless it's on a lob. Mm-hmm. We just kind of try to go up there, and which is weird too because you think if you did that, you were going to get fouled a lot more, and we don't draw fouls at all at the rim. But we shoot six free throws this weekend. Only gave up seven. Yeah, there yeah, there weren't a lot of fouls called in this game, um, which I was fine with. Meshack is four seven from three over his last three games. I think you'll take that and That's run with it every green day. Green light. Week. Green light. What if he's the guy who gets hot and wins us a second round tournament game, dropping nineteen? He only had three against A and M, I think. Yeah. They're a they're a really athletic matchup. So that's yeah. not too surprising. He can't Outrun people. So was Kentucky. He went for sixteen and nine or something. 
Yeah, that's true. We also switched the offense up and just told them to attack, which was seemingly the only thing Kentucky was going to give us was attacking the rim, and we finally started to do that. Let's see. Let me check something again here. Arkansas is going to be just as an athletic team. Auburn, I mean. Auburn's not quite as athletic as they have been, but they're they're tough. Yeah. They defend. What are you looking up, Pickman? Okay. It's improvement. Okay. Uh, two a two from the free throw line for Mayshack. That that's a big red flag. That's the only red flag in his game at the moment. That's the only red flag. He he he's doing what you should expect him to do. He plays lights out defense. He hustles. He takes the open threes. I guess he gets to the basket. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just can't hit free throws. He was twenty. He was twenty percent against Kentucky. He didn't shoot any against A and M. Two a two on Saturday. If he can shoot the free throw ball around like 70%. The free throw ball? Yeah, I don't know why I said free throw ball. <laughs> I don't know. It, I like it. If he can shoot free throws around 70% consistently, that is... Well, if he can shoot 70%, then you, I just send him to the rim every time. Because that's one thing that I wish we would do more is just attack the rim, try to get to the free throw line. He's shooting it from the free throw line 56% on the season. 56? Yeah. That's not great. No, it's not. It's awful. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, you said you wanted to talk about some other games in the top 25 over the weekend. Did you have any in mind that jumped off the page at you? Uh, uh, well, real quick, did you see the Iowa-Michigan State game? Yes, I did. Yeah, that was wild. Uh, and I, I, for, I don't get the ooh. hate for Fran McCaffrey on that. Like, I don't. Like, everybody. The stare down? Yeah, everybody. Oh, I love that. Everybody is killing him for that. Like this is just embarrassing. If this is what you've come to as a coach in a program, well, he'd already gotten a tech, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, and so the guy probably said, "If you say one more word to me, you're going to get the second one, and you're going to go to the locker room." So then he just looks at him, and then they stare down for a little bit. Whatever it did, it worked. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> yeah, I, I they loved were, it. They it's were down thirteen with like what sixty-five seconds to go. And just started raining. That was great. Nope, it's not March yet, which is why Izzo dropped that one. Oh, is that why? Yep. January, mm-hmm. February, Izzo. Okay. His teams always show up in March. How'd Iowa State do? Uh, that's not one of the games I wanted to talk about, Chris. I'm just asking they how they did. They lost. Oh, they did? I didn't watch it, but they lost. You didn't watch it, but earlier you said that was such a crap game? Yeah, I think you said they got robbed. How did they get robbed? I didn't if you say didn't they wa- got robbed. I said it was a crap game, which I'm assuming it was because they lost by one. They were they were up when I when I quit checking it. I would say it lost by eleven. Mm. That's a shame. Oh well. Sixty-one to fifty to Oklahoma. Oh, I thought it was I thought it was sixty-one to sixty. No, they got blown out. Uh, the game I wanted to talk about the most though, probably Kentucky and Auburn. Why that? Because it's SEC. Ugh, Kentucky, I'm telling you. This is this is the Are they the hottest team in the country? Uh yeah, they are. Yeah. This is the year they uh they make another final four. You realize no one on this roster for Kentucky has won an NCAA tournament game. I know. And you're putting them in the final four. I mean, they keep playing like this. If you were Do you know how sick that would make me? A that they made a final four, but B that it was their win up here against us that launched them yeah. 
into the the season that they're going to finish with. And like it would also burn because it's like they're having a season that Tennessee fans kind of always wanted to see out of Rick Barnes. Like, okay, we'd rather struggle early, look bad early, put it together late, you know, stick through the process, and then make a big run. But we've never been able to do that. I think if we play them in the SEC tournament, we beat them. I, th- I mean, yeah, I would. I'm not saying that would bet that means they it. don't make a Final Four, that they're not good. But I I think if we played them for a third time, I think we'd win that game. I want to pack it up in the SEC tourney, though. Who cares? You won it last year. Let's kick that around, because I actually meant to bring that up earlier. Like, how much does that tournament matter to you? We'll take a break. Kick off hour number three. It's three and out on Fan Run Radio.